0: Well, good morning, K2, or uh, good afternoon, whatever it is that you're actually going to watch this service today. Just thank you. Thanks for tuning in and for connecting with us. And um, as I was thinking about uh, diving into this message today, I I just want to share with you, it was so cool as I started my prayer time um, this morning. I, I just found myself like the first thing that I just was desiring was that this would actually provide an opportunity for me to be in union with God. Because that's it, man. That's it. if I can live my life in union with God, Jesus, that's really what he calls eternal life. And it's but what's cool about that is but it's not just eternal life for me, it is it's the fullness of life that I can have by being in union with God. But it's not just for me. Because if I'm experiencing union with God, then that means he's going to flow through me. It's not just eternal life for me. It's eternal life through me to everybody that I run into. And then and then, what Jesus said I, when he taught us to pray, that we would pray that, that God's will would be done, that his kingdom would come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that's my hope and my prayer for our time together today somehow this word of God that I'm going to share with you, his word, actually it says, trains us in in righteousness so that we're thoroughly equipped for every good work that he wants us to do. That that we will be in union with God so that we can bring his life into this world. that's, That's my hope for me and that's my hope for you. So we're doing this series, right, called What Now? Because we just wanted to be prepared to, at the end of after the election and what might take place and what might our culture be like, just just twenty twenty in general. So so we talked about that fact, right? That that it's going to be okay because you can't control the storms, but you can withstand the storm. You can build your life on a rock, and when you do, then Jesus says, and then let your good works again shine before men, so that they can see. Your good works and actually glorify your Father in heaven. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like if I'm if I'm building my life on the rock of God, living in union with Him, man, then my life shines into this world that needs Him so bad. And so, so today, what we what the title is, we we titled this now reach across the table. And I really believe this is a way that you can actually make your light shine. Okay, so. What we're going to talk about is how do we actually deal and live with people who think differently than we do, who hold different values. Um, And this is our world. This is America, right? We know this. We live in a very pluralistic society. We're learning this from the election. All the division that's there politically and racially and even about COVID and everybody's different ideas. But could this divisiveness actually... Lead, this is my challenge to us, actually lead to oneness. Because the chasm between me and God, oh my goodness, you want to talk about being different? (laughs) You want to talk about having different ideas about stuff? Come on, man. You and me and God? That's a huge chasm. Really different. But God reached across the table and he brought us to himself in Christ. That's what God does. So if we're going to be, again, in union with God, then that's what we should be doing. That's what I want to challenge us today. So just a couple questions. Could we actually find common ground with people that we don't agree with about the common good? Could we actually value people who are made in the image of God more than our ideas? And actually pursue a relationship with people? (laughs) simply because they are valuable to God, while recognizing that we don't approve of their beliefs. Well, I want to tell you, man, Jesus didn't tell us to tolerate our neighbor. That's not what he said. He said, love your neighbor. And again, I am so grateful that Jesus didn't merely tolerate us, but instead, he actually embraced us. He reached across the table talk about running into his arms he opened his arms to us so i'm going to read for us it's kind of a long passage so, but 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 follow this okay it's first peter chapter 3 and in first peter chapter the whole book of first peter peter is writing to the christian church because they are in a culture that is completely different than them and they're experiencing a lot of persecution a lot of suffering because of it So part of this letter that he's writing them is to help them to know how do you live with people who are different than you? Okay? So let me read this passage, 1 Peter 3, starting with verse 8. He says, Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, Repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called, so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days, sounds good to me, must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. You must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So who's going to harm you if you're eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you're blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared Listen to this, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but he was made alive in the spirit. All right, man, now let's unpack this and see how this scripture can help us know today in 2020 in our pluralistic society, how can we reach Across the table. Well, if we're going to be in union with Jesus, the absolute beauty, the glory, as John put it, of Jesus Christ, was grace and truth. And that's how you reach across the table. So the first thing that I want to make sure you understand, this is important for us, is that you are across the table. That's the first thing you need to understand. When the scripture says, "But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord," that word "revere" is actually the word for holy or to sanctify in the in the in the biblical uh, language, which means to set apart. Cuz God is holy, that means he's set apart, he's different. That's what it means. And so we're supposed to in our hearts set apart Christ as Lord. Well, if you do that, guess what? You're going to be on the other side of the table. <laughs> because the rest of the world isn't setting Christ as Lord. He's the light of the world shining into the darkness. But he's he's different. The kingdom of God is so different than the kingdom of the world. And so if he is your Lord, and that's what he is, if we follow Christ, then we then he's our Lord. Then we're going to be across the table. Now, and he goes on, he says, and be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope you have. See, because see, people on the other side of the table are going to say, wow, you have something different than me. See, we need to actually be different. And we are because we have a different hope than the rest of the world. So, you know, Jesus, you know, when we talked last week about he, he told us you're the light of the world. He also told us we're the salt of the earth. But he said this, salt's only good as long as it keeps its saltiness. If it loses its saltiness, he goes, it, it, it doesn't have any effect. In other words, salt back then was used as a preservative. And so salt had to get through all of the meat. It didn't just stay up by itself. It got through all of the meat to preserve it and also to give it its flavor. And so basically, is what this is saying is salt stopped being different than the meat, if it just absorbed the same properties of meat, it wouldn't, it wouldn't help it. And so we have to make sure that we are distinguishing our uniqueness as followers of Christ and keep that integrity. Because if we do just become like everybody else in society, then we really can't help society. I love this quote. It says, Truth cannot be sacrificed at the altar of pretended tolerance. Real tolerance is deference to all ideas, not indifference to the truth. In fact, by definition, to be tolerant means you must have a different idea than somebody else. So, just know that, man. Remember, you are across the table, and it's important that you are, because Christ is your Lord and you set him apart okay now he, real quick here here's the other thing though that's interesting when is that um, we are also across the table from our brothers and sisters in Christ quite a few issues and you can see it Democratic Republican doesn't matter we have followers of Jesus on both sides but I just want to say real quick <laughs> before i jump into how we reach across the table um because it is crucial y'all that as followers of Jesus we are united that's actually the salt that's a big part of the salt and the light Jesus said if you guys love one another if you're you one with each other then the world will know that's how we'd witness him so i, I it's almost like i wish and i wish we could make the the christian community a round table or something where Even though we have differences, we're not antagonistic towards each other. And that's what he said in verse 8. When he said, finally, all of you, when he's saying all of you, he's talking to the church here. All of you who are in the church, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Okay? All right. So, we, we are across the table. But we've got to reach across the table. And by the way, we chose to reach across the table because we thought we'd be with our family this week at Thanksgiving. And we knew that people literally were going to be with family members. I know people who are going to be with family members. And they were scared because they think so differently. And is it going to turn into this combustion and ruin our whole holiday? And okay, I just want to tell you, it doesn't have to. But if you are a follower of Christ, even though you're on the other side of the table, if you follow him, if you're in union with him, you will reach across the table. I think that's why in verse 11 it said, You must turn from evil and do good, and they must seek peace and pursue it. Okay? Peter was writing to this community, and it was not a time of peace. But he was saying, but you who follow Jesus, seek the peace and pursue it. And Rick Warren said this, and I have I've just embraced this quote. He says, our culture has accepted two huge lies. The first is, that you, that if you disagree with someone's lifestyle, you must fear them or hate them. The second is, That to love someone means you you must agree with everything that they believe or do. Both are nonsense. (laughs) You don't have to compromise conviction to be compassionate. Man, that is a great quote. You can love people even if you're on the other side of the table. And you don't have to fear them or hate them. This is Jesus, you guys. All right, so reach across the table. Now, let me give you three quick ways right from the word. Just this is how it God, right? It's His word to us. Remember what Jesus said? Put into practice what I say, and you'll build your life on this rock. You'll be the light of the world, okay? So, how do we reach? Because this is the important part. Number one, reach across with blessing. With blessing. 1 Peter 3 9. Don't repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. Because to this you were called. Did you hear that? You were called so that you may inherit a blessing. Okay, this is, this is, come on man, this is kind of crazy talk. Somebody is insulting you and you're going to reply with blessing. By the way, let me just real quick say what a blessing is. A blessing means that you speak well of the other person. In fact, it means, it's the word that's used for praise. Like when when the Bible says all the time, bless the Lord. What's your what's it? That's this word. Bless the Lord. Praise the Lord. Esteem him. And so when you're blessing someone, you're actually, you want them to prosper, to be happy. It's just crazy. So how do we do this when somebody's insulting you? What Jesus is saying is, I want you, instead of coming back, instead of being defensive, I want you to bless them, to lift them up, and to esteem them. Wow! Okay, here's a couple thoughts on how you might do that. First thing is, I'm going to say this a couple times here, you're going to have to listen. You're going to have to really listen and while you're listening you're gonna have to look for the good I bet you any money you'll fight you'll see it you'll see the good in the person you'll you'll find the thing you actually maybe agree with you maybe you'll find the common ground even though you're disagreeing on the common good and as soon as you see the common good, ground you can go man I really agree i agree with you oh, I like your opinion on that i yeah, thanks for saying, you can elevate that, okay? And you can bless them. So acknowledge it, right? Look for it, see it, acknowledge it, and praise it. Do that when you are with somebody who's completely different than you and what they think and believe. So um, if you respond this way, and if you respond this way, it says you will inherit a blessing. You're called to this, Okay? So, by the way, can I just, let me just say, that's such a powerful thing. This isn't, I'm not sharing with you an opinion. Your calling, my calling, is that when I'm with somebody who's different than me, who thinks differently, who lives differently, has different values, my calling is to bless them. But, you inherit a blessing, and I think that's a chance to actually share the hope that you have. To actually maybe be like Christ who reached across the table to bring people to God. And if you bless people, that can bring them to God. So that's why in verse 15, he says, In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give the re- an answer to everyone who asks you for the reason for the hope you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. So let's hit these real quick. Reach across the table with blessing. Secondly, reach across the table with gentleness union with jesus is union with gentleness scripture point blank says he is gentle The, the fruit of the spirit of god is gentleness so again when they hurt when if someone's coming at you you don't get defensive you don't get angry you you don't, You don't. not as a follower of Jesus. So I just want to challenge you really quickly. What are your Facebook posts like? How are you being on social media? How are you engaging with the people who think differently than you? If you are filled with the spirit of Jesus, you will be gentle. Earlier in chapter 2, it says, When they hurled their insults at him, at Jesus, He didn't retaliate. And when he suffered, he made no threats. There was no harshness in Christ. Harshness will just add fuel to the fire, build up the wall, and create a greater chasm. That's just what harshness does. It will never help people to see the beauty of Jesus. You guys know this, right? The scripture tells us, It was his kindness that actually leads us to repentance. You know what repentance means? A change of mind. So if you're actually desiring to help someone change their mind into the goodness and see the beauty of Jesus, it's your kindness and your gentleness. Okay? So reach across with blessing and gentleness and then with respect. Tim Keller says, Tolerance is neither indifference nor acceptance. We may be appalled at the other person's views. It means treating the other person with respect, even if we find their ideas difficult to endure. Man, this kind of goes along with blessing. But if I'm going to respect someone, I can do that. I can at least respect them because they're created in the image of God. So again, this is when you've got to listen. And I just want to encourage you, find out, ask questions again. Sit down with somebody who thinks differently than you and ask them questions about how did you get to that point. Listen to their story. And I bet you all of a sudden you'll go, oh, I can actually understand now. I can see why you came to the conclusion that you have. I still disagree with you, but I can respect you. Now, let me just say this you can reach across the table with blessing gentleness and respect and you know this and you can still be rejected belittled (laughs) and receive a lot of harsh anger it's just true i love this keller said we don't take this path because we know it'll be successful but because it's right it's just right why because it's jesus it's Jesus, you guys. Now, here's what we know. Not many people, unfortunately, take this path. Why not? I mean, a lot of people don't stay on the other side of the table. They just, it's too hard, so we assimilate into the ways of the world. We, just, we don't stand with the truth anymore, and we just kind of look like the rest of the world, and, and there's no truth. But others of us who follow Christ, we don't don't ever reach ever to the other side of the table. We live in our little Christian bubble, (laughs) which means there's no grace. There's no love. It's grace and truth. And it's Jesus. And I believe that we don't do that because if you do, you'll suffer. You actually will suffer. And that's the last thing I want to tell you is that you have to reach across the table with suffering. And, and, and before I un- unpack this for you, this, what I'm going to share with you guys, this is the greatest news in the world. This is the gospel. This is the good news. This is Jesus showing us the way. Okay? So, in 1 Peter three seventeen, it says, For it is, if, for it is better if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, listen, the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. You guys, come on, follower of Christ you know you were on the other side of the table with Jesus. He's righteous, and you're not. I'm not. No one was. No one is. But Jesus showed us, here's the good news. Here's the love of God. I reach across the table to bring you to God, the righteous for the unrighteous. So, when you've experienced that mercy and that grace, when you know that Jesus isn't going to budge because he is the truth, and yet he loves you when you're not like him, and then he dies for you, he lays down his life for you to bring you to God. Well, follower of Christ, you only are because you've been born of his spirit. Jesus is now living inside of you so that he can live through you. See, that's why I'm so longing for this union with God to be one in spirit with Jesus Christ. But I know this, that if I do, I'm going to suffer for doing good. Because here's what's good, man. What's good is grace and truth. What's, what's not good is is, is is abandoning the truth and accepting the ways of the world. Jesus would never do that, because that wouldn't be love. But Jesus also would never stay in heaven, right? In his, in his holy bubble. No, Jesus would come down to earth because he is love. And he would come into the sin and the unrighteousness and receive the insults and the rejection and the crucifixion because he loved people. And so the gospel that you and I have received, we now flesh out because Jesus is living in us. Last verse. In chapter 2, it said, If you suffer for doing good, and you endure it. This is commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. So what now? The world's a mess. It's so pluralistic. There's so many people out there who don't believe what I believe a great opportunity to reach across the table, to be filled with the Spirit of Jesus, to bring people to God with truth, with blessing, with gentleness, and with respect. So that's it, man. There's your application. Just do it. I want to encourage you this week, ask Jesus, who is it? God, who is it? Who's in my life? that you want me to reach out to, initiate and love like you loved me. All right, let me pray for you. Father in heaven, thank you for loving us when we didn't love you, for reaching across the chasm between heaven and earth to reach out to us Who are so different than you. To give us kindness. To lead us to repentance. To lay down your life for us. Because the truth is we needed your sacrifice. Jesus, help us to just relish in the good news of the gospel of what you've done for us. And we ask that you would change our minds and our hearts. And make us like you. Help us to stay across the table in truth but help us to reach across the table with grace and with love to bring people to you. God, lead each one of us this week to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys. Well, God bless you today. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Man, let's be the church. Let's love each other. Let's love the world. I hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving, even if it is with just a few people. Love those people well. And next week, we're going to end this series, and we're going to take it even one step further. We're going to lay down our life for people, okay? Man, God bless you guys. Have a great day. Have a great week.